you're listening to the Taming Crazy podcast with Alicia, Deb, and Sue, where each week we'll share our views from the middle. We're talking the ups, the downs, and everything in between of being a midlife woman in today's world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. I think that's avoidance, isn't it? I don't know. It works for me. I'm all about doing what works. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, should we dive right in then? Let's go. Welcome to the Tame and Crazy podcast. I'm Alicia and I'm joined as usual by the lovely Deb and Sue. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Where was that? Where did that come from? <laughs> oh my gosh, I was trying to do something different, but it just never seemed to work. <laughs> She's moonlighting on a hotline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So how are we doing tonight? Good. We good? Yeah, yeah, we're going into a long weekend. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> well, I I just ran back. I went into town and I got back just in time to, to get on the podcast because I had to go get dirt. Oh, <gasps> I'm so excited because I've got all these like seedlings that are way yeah. too big now and I'm like I need to repot I need to repot so I had to go get some bags of dirt oh nice. I haven't potted anything at all oh. I've got absolutely tons of seeds like a ridiculous amount of seeds <laughs> oh that's my <laughs> do the gorilla gardening Sue have a bunch of seeds throw them in the garden and see what happens well this is it I bought tree seeds which um, I, I've never tried to grow a tree from seed before. So uh, we'll oh. see if anything happens. Mm-hmm. I gave Deb a bunch of seeds, but we never labeled them and we threw them all in a bag. And I said, just just plant them. <laughs> so she's like, oh, what's coming up? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where anything is. <laughs> oh, that's the best thing, though. Like, I love doing that sort of thing. It's like, ah, who remembers planting that? (laughs) Oh, it messes with my head a little. That's the purpose I did it, because you're so routine and so, like, everything needs to be in a box. And I'm like, no, let's mess with her head a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly is, yeah. Gorilla gardening. (laughs) Yes, it's perfect. So we were going to talk about something completely different tonight, but then another twitter fury blue and we thought we'd better you know switch gears and check out and see what all the fuss was about now deb isn't on twitter because she's probably the smart one of the group very sensible (laughs) (laughs) so she misses all the drama which we then have to fill her in and Mm -hmm. um so we have sent her some links so she knows what we're talking about so she will give her two pennies on it yes or Two cents, I should say. We're in Canada. It's two cents. <laughs> yeah, um, but it used to be pennies. That's true. It used to be penny. Oh, we don't have any pennies anymore. Oh, no, we? pennies have gone. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right. We don't have pennies. Yeah. So she will give her two. No, we don't have cents either. In many ways. <laughs> 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 okay, never mind. I'll stop blathering on. And we'll get to tonight's topic, which is, is menopause a hormone deficiency? Now. I'll be honest and say that when this came up, I didn't really pay much attention to it, but it's created quite a bit of backlash on social media, hasn't it, Sue? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I have to say, I did the same thing. I was like, well, you know, it it makes sense. 
I need more estrogen, therefore it must be a deficiency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not how it works. No. And I, I will say this conversation is mainly in the UK because there's been a huge push over there in the last few years to recognize the signs and symptoms of many uh, perimenopause and menopause and help women manage these symptoms. And we've done, I think, quite a few episodes on the signs and symptoms of perimenopause. So we're not going to really get into that tonight. What we are talking about is this idea of rebranding menopause as a female hormone deficiency. And the very word deficiency has really upset a lot of people. What's your opinion on that, Deb? Did you read the link on that at all? I did, you know. And at first when I listened to it, I was almost waiting for the punchline. Like, I thought there was going to be some sort of humour or something to this because it just didn't... He was very monotone and he was quite well being a male it was just very strange and then when he said it's simply a deficiency I thought what (laughs) right and the link that I sent Deb uh, Sue was the um, video from I think it was the menopause charity yes the man Mm -hmm. that was explaining menopause to women which I mean number one I mean wrong choice of spokesperson I mean all the mansplaining (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes. I mean who chose a man to describe (laughs) menopause to women is beyond me yeah and I I had to pause it right there and like think is this right you know it it made me think a little bit and um, I kept going on and I thought okay it's not it can't be that simple (laughs) Or there's a great generation of women missing something here, you know. And then as I as I read the the comments, so that's all I got was his explanation, and then the comments, and I'm like, yes, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I yes, it was quite, um, I don't know what word, insulting, I guess comes to mind. Well, the video in itself. I mean, you're right, Deb. It, I mean. When you have a man explaining menopause to you, I think the message is lost anyway because it already pisses you off. Yeah, yeah. It it just seemed like a very poor choice, especially when this debate had already kind of started getting pretty hot. Yes, and I don't know whether it was kind of a deliberate choice. It's kind of you know, as the person that started the charity and everything to kind of take a step back and put somebody else in to kind of, I don't know, maybe soften the message or something. But the fact that it's a middle-aged man was wrong. I mean, surely there was more than two people in that meeting and surely somebody said, you know, I think we could do better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. I suppose we should explain a little bit about this conversation because not as we said many times, not all of us are on Twitter. <laughs> Sue and I are there all the time. But... <laughs> way too much, way, way too much. <laughs> Probably, yes, way too much. And if you remember, if you've been listening a while, that's how we met. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, Twitter is not all bad. There's some really, no. really good things on there. So this all started with, Dr. Louise Newsom, who is known as the menopause doctor on social media and is the founder of the UK's menopause charity. 
she wrote, and I quote, the menopause is a long-term hormone deficiency that occurs when your ovaries no longer produce eggs, and as a result, the levels of hormones called estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone fall, which often leads to physical and mental symptoms occurring. The low hormone levels are also associated with health risks. After the menopause, you will continue to have these long-term health risks of the hormone deficiency for the rest of your life unless you take HRT. Menopausal women have an increased risk of developing heart disease, osteoporosis, diabetes, depression, and dementia. HRT is the gold standard treatment for menopausal symptoms and will also reduce future risks of cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis, diabetes, depression, and dementia. For the majority of women, HRT benefits have been found to outweigh any risks, end quote. And just so we're clear, HRT is hormone replacement therapy, which is a long-standing term in the UK, but one I believe that is kind of dropping out of fashion. It seems to be being replaced by MHT, menopause hormone therapy, I think. That's right. Yes. I think in Dr. Jen Gunter's book, she did call it menopausal hormone treatment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of the things we're talking about tonight, this conversation is started and it's in the UK. We don't hear too much about any of this in North America, funny enough. Or at least I I haven't seen it. Well, um, Dr. Gunter has stepped in and kind of said... No, that is not true. And she kind of rebutted that quote by saying it is not a hormone deficiency. It's more that we make lower levels of estrogen and it's not a disease. So she's been very clear about that. And I think it's kind of important to understand as well that the discussions about menopause, and, and that again is what it's called typically in the UK, the word perimenopause is not used as frequently as it is here in North America. They're kind of a couple of years ahead of us in having some of these conversations. And, you know, Dr. Gunter um, and a few other people are making great strides here, but it just hasn't been talked about as much. And I think that's part of it as well. So kind of, we kind of hear the conversation. It's like, what? <laughs> and obviously we have those links with the UK as well. So these these are things that we're hearing. But I think I read as well that the, the terminology, the messaging that's being used is kind of mirroring language that was used back in the 1970s. Right. When they were putting everybody on yeah. hormones. Yes. Yeah. And I think one of the, the first books that was written about HRT and menopause strangely enough, was written by a man. So, (laughs) Of course, of course. You know, I think what Dr. Newsom wrote, there's a fear element to it, isn't Mm -hmm. there? You know, when she is saying, well, you'll have this deficiency for the rest of your life unless you take HRT, which I think women reading that will be more inclined to seek hormone treatment Mm -hmm. because of that fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things as well. I mean, I am pro-hormone therapy because I'm on hormone therapy. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have made it through the last 
few years very successfully without it. But I know an awful lot of people that have kind of gone, you know, that they're either just going through menopause and just kind of dealing with it as it comes up, or they're looking at more natural therapies. But one of the things that whether you are on hormones or you're not on hormones is kind of the need to kind of live a reasonably healthy lifestyle, which I have not achieved. So, (laughs) 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 Um, you know, I still need to work on that. But to me, it, it doesn't matter. So long as you are doing what works for you, and you know that you have options. And I think that's the other thing. Like I, I know Dr. Newsome, and she said this for quite a few years that, you know, pretty much anybody can take HRT, but there are certain contraindications where, you know, you would need a, a perhaps a more detailed history. You would need to really kind of, for, the, for all the options to be considered, because it is not perhaps the best treatment for you, or it may just outright not be something you should be taking. It, it comes down to choice and not trying to push people either way. And, and so this idea that it's a deficiency, this idea that anybody can take it and you're going to be great, it doesn't work. Like any medication, you can't say, take this, you're going to be great. Because you can't make guarantees like that. No, exactly. Deb, what do you think? Well, I feel like I'm almost in that fear stage that you mentioned that because you know, I'm not on it right now. And I sometimes I think, well, is it gonna, you know, help me live longer? Is it going to, like, should I be on it? I guess I I, I don't know whether I'm like, I'm in that process where I really don't know if I should be on it. I'm fine right now. I think <laughs> maybe <laughs> I say something different. But, you know, I don't know what point to get to. And then realize, man, I should go on that, you know, I don't know. But it's a decision only you can make in collaboration with your doctor. Right. And it it may be kind of one day it's like, woo, I'm I'm post-menopausal. And you just think, wow, you know, did it. Just I'm I'm through. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, Deb, I never, ever thought I would be on it. Mm -hmm. Because I truly believed I was sailing through it. Until it hit me like a slap across the head. Yeah. Like I really did think that I was like, oh, this, what what are these people talking about? You know, this is, this is easy, really. Mm -hmm. Right. I had very few symptoms, but then, oh my God, this is what they're talking about. So I believe that some women absolutely should be prescribed hormone treatment. And, you know, I'm one of them, but it's not because that I think menopause is a disorder or a hormone deficiency. It's because some of us experience debilitating symptoms, you know, such Mm -hmm. as depression and other symptoms that can make life bloody unbearable. Mm -hmm. And other women can manage their symptoms in other ways, alternative therapies, and they work really well for them. But as we've said many, many, many times, we all do not experience perimenopause the same way. Mm-hmm. And what's right for some women isn't right for others. I think we need to keep repeating that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, instead of saying you all need to be taking a hormone therapy or, or you all shouldn't be. And I think I think it's put women in a very difficult 
like you just said, Deb, should I be on it or shouldn't I be on it? Mm-hmm. Will this prolong my life? Will this mean I won't get dementia down the road? Will it mean mm-hmm. I won't get osteoporosis? You know, and then if I don't take it and I do get osteoporosis, should I have taken mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, very confusing. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like an, another, you know, menopause has spent decades, hundreds of years not being spoken about because it was seen as something shameful. You know, it was women's problems. You didn't talk about it. It had to be hidden. You got through it because that's what women do. And, you know, the conversation over the past few years has changed so much to kind of move away from that, to bring it out of the shadows, to have people talking about it honestly, to be sharing their experiences, to kind of help other people understand what they've gone through and kind of empathise with other people and share information. And then to have something like this slapped on it, it feels like it's kind of setting everything back a little bit because now it's all, you know, all the debate is around it being a deficiency, it being, you know, you you need to have the medication. And it's it's kind of, I almost feel like saying, right, we're we're done with that. We've had a couple of weeks of that. Let's move on now. But it feels like the sort of thing that's going to keep rumbling and rumbling and rumbling because it's kind of a good hook for people. You know, this is kind of something that celebrities can kind of get into as well. And, you know, I'm pretty sure there's lots of different supplements and things as well kind of go on the back of not being able to take um, HRT, whatever we're calling it. There are so many things already where we're told, do this, do that. You should be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. This is one of those things where we have to do what is the right thing for us and not what fits everybody else's situation. Mm-hmm. This is the problem too, Sue, when you were talking. You know, I'm thinking here we have Dr. Louise Newsom, who has studied menopause, like this is what she does. Mm-hmm. And then we have Dr. Jen Gunter, who is an OBGYN who also has studied it. So I really do think it's the word deficiency. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, the very definition of deficiency is lack of, which Mm -hmm. if you just look at it simply like that, Dr. Newsom is right. There is a lack Mm -hmm. of hormones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when Dr. Jen Gunter has come out now and said that menopause is not a hormone deficiency, I think what she's saying is true also. The thing is, this is an inevitable phase in our lives. So we can't call it a deficiency because it's not like an iron deficiency where we have to to replace the iron. Mm -hmm. This is something that is a phase in our lives that is totally normal that every woman will go through. So calling it a deficiency automatically makes us think that, oh my God, it needs replacing. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Yeah. You know, it, it is just that word deficiency that has created this massive backlash on social media. That's what it seems like to me anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I've kind of got into to some debates in the past about, you know, menopause being normal. And my argument is your normal is not my normal. So we can't say that it's normal because that sets up expectations that everybody has the same sort of baseline going into it, that everyone's experiencing exactly the same symptoms, that it's starting at exactly the same time. Nothing 
about perimenopauses like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. And so when I say, you know, there is nothing normal about it, that's what I mean. Like, there may be similarities, but just because you have one symptom doesn't mean that Deb has a symptom, doesn't mean that I have a symptom that doesn't, you know. Yeah. We, we all do it very, very differently. And so while in a way, yes, we're normalizing perimenopause as being something that we all go through, there always, always, always has to be that kind of, but we all do it differently. We all have our own way of going through it and our own best route through it. And it, it's not a linear thing either, because, you know, we've been there, like, trying this dose and coming off it and going on another dose and trying something else and trying something else and trying something else and going back to the previous dose. And, you know, you kind of, it's a very squiggly line. There's, there's nothing at all, you know, direct about this process. And HRT doesn't give you that either, if anyone's wondering. Like, it, it doesn't improve everything immediately. Yeah. And I think apart from my symptoms, and I mean, I did have terrible depression and anxiety, and it's the mental symptoms that were really hard for me. A lot Mm -hmm. of women have to quit their jobs. Like, I mean, some women go through this and it's extremely debilitating. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of reasons to seek out hormone treatment. And Mm -hmm. as I said before, you know, I went to my doctor and he said, oh, you absolutely should be on it. Mm-hmm. I did try weaning myself off it last month, to be completely honest, because I thought that if other women can sail through it, why the hell shouldn't I be able to? <laughs> so, ah, uh, the power of social media. You, you know, I mean, that's the way it is. Like, you read all these things, and people are like, oh, you need this, 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 this. You don't need home. So I thought, oh, well, I'll just wean myself off. Well, hell. That was not a good idea. I am now fully back on it. (laughs) I'm a little bit more sane now. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I think the problem too is that when we're going through this phase, and we've said this before, it can be really scary when we don't know what's happening to our bodies, right? So -hmm. we can get caught up in this fear. And I know in the UK, like you said, Sue, many celebrities and you know, well-known TV presenters have come out in support of hormone treatment. And of course, we pay more attention when we see someone sort of famous talking about it, don't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's great. It is so great that they're talking about it. You know, I I think some of them are, are more balanced in the way that they speak about it as well. But you know, when you hear some of the symptoms that some of them had, I'm not surprised they champion hormone therapy because, quite frankly, I would be as well. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like like you, I, I did have, like, some pretty bad mental health symptoms with it and the brain fog and everything. And, and I thought, like, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I couldn't think, I, you know, and I, I still struggle for words quite frequently, but nowhere near to the extent that I did. Like, I literally couldn't string a sentence together at one stage. Well, that's how it felt to me. I might have sounded a bit more lucid, but I didn't feel it. No one, when you're in the workplace, I mean, you feel stupid, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Just makes you feel like you can't compete. 
you know, where you could be carrying out your job so well for so many years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, you know, what is wrong with me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think why this has created a fury right now as well is there happens to be, I think, a hormone shortage Mm-hmm. in the UK right now and whether that's Boris or Brexit or whatever is created there's a supply chain issue and there's also talk about there's more women on it now so they don't have the supplies that they used to have yeah so of course now a lot of women are talking about it that they can't get the hormone treatment that they need I haven't heard that happening here but I also don't know of anybody that's come out and said they're on hormone treatment actually other than us, Sue, me and you. <laughs> I, I do know, like, I, I can't think of any celebrities apart from maybe Jen Gunter. Is she perhaps? She is actually, yes. Uh, and she would perhaps be it. You know, mm-hmm. there, are, there are no big celebrities because we don't talk about it in North America, do we? We don't talk about aging. We don't talk about getting older. We don't. Talk about these strange things that happen to us. It's rather weird, though, when you think about it, because North America is usually pretty out there when it comes to, you know, your health and and fitness and how you feel like, like North America is pretty proactive when it comes to that. But there seems to be a bit of a silence when it comes to women's problems. Just as well, they've got us three then, really. (laughs) we will be the voice (laughs) whether you like it or not we will keep talking and it's it is it does amaze me you know sort of like that there's a lot of people that could be doing some really really great things and you know i i I know that there are kind of people i follow on social media that do have large followings but they're not in that celebrity kind of arena i would just Mm -hmm. need a couple of you because I'm pretty sure they're on it. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. This Twitter conversation that has been going on seems to have kind of created this divide between women on hormone therapy and those who are not. And that really bothers me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. it's because, you know, I'm on hormone therapy or a treatment that makes me a little more sensitive to the subject. But I don't want to be made out to be someone who is taking it because everybody's taking it or, Mm -hmm. you know, made out to be someone that took the easy way because that is definitely not the case. You know, hormone treatment Mm -hmm. is a massive decision made between a woman and her medical doctor. You know, it's to help manage the symptoms that can make your life a living hell otherwise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's disappointing that women feel like they need to defend that decision. That's how I felt when I was reading a lot of those um, those tweets. Mm-hmm. And mm. I have to say, I've, I've kind of stayed out of it to the extent that I very almost muted the word menopause because I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. And the, the other thing that annoys me as well, um, you two will not be in any way surprised about this, menopause, perimenopause, is not the be-all and end-all of midlife. It is a huge part of it, and it has an impact on how we live our lives, but it doesn't define us, it doesn't define midlife. You know, so many of those other conversations 
have been taken over because people are not talking about being in midlife or aging. They are talking about being a perimenopausal woman. And it's like... (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and that kind of grinds my gears a little bit. Well, because on the other side of, you know, if you take perimenopause and menopause out of the equation, this time in our lives is actually pretty damn awesome. There's a lot that we have to look forward to and that we are doing. Mm -hmm. So I love this stage of my life. Now, if I could get rid of my ADHD is out of control, girls. It really is. I am driving my husband insane. So maybe I need to tweak my hormones a little bit. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, if I could kind of tone that down a little bit, I think, yeah, we'll be sailing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's worth trying. You know, do I up mine a little bit or or do I go down a a pump? But it was funny because I accidentally came off for a few days and I was like, I don't feel right at all. I, I feel really, really peculiar. <laughs> and then it occurred to me that, you know, the, the bottle of Easter gel was still in the box and I had not removed it. <laughs> and oh. I just, you know, I had such a huge brain fart about it all. I'd forgotten to use it for several days. And I was like, wow, that, that was quick. I hadn't expected to. You, you actually have to use it, Sue, and not just buy it. Yeah, it doesn't work by... Osmosis. Just being there. Yes. <laughs> Osmosis, that's the word. <laughs> and, and it goes to show how effective it is, right? If you notice in a couple of days, like, hey, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show yeah. it's working and the effectiveness of it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Because I thought I was being really smart, weaning myself off because I thought, oh, I'll just take less and less and less. Oh, my God. Then it's <laughs> like, okay, now I got to take a little bit more and more and more. Cause, so I, I kind of ramped it up back to my normal I actually renewed my prescription today, actually. Excellent. Um, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Well, actually, no, not tomorrow. Nowhere I'll be open. Saturday. I shall leave myself a note. Yes. Get your supplies in, because (laughs) we do not know if there's going to be a supply chain issue. No. I mean, that's been happening in the UK for a while now. It has. Yeah. Of course, you've got to blame Boris for a lot of things. But I'm feeling a little bit better about him right now because he he did go to see Zelensky in Ukraine. So he got a few more points for me there. (laughs) He's he's closer to zero than he was off the negatives, is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I have to say, sort of when it when it comes to um, hormone therapy, I will, you know, I'm I'm only going to come off it seriously and it'll be prized away from me. I was going to say out of my cold, dead hand, but, you know, hopefully we (laughs) get to that stage. (laughs) Yes. So do you want to add anything? Do what's right for you. Stuff what they say on social media. If you want to take hormone therapy, go ahead and do it. If you want to try a load of natural supplements and they work, do it. If you want to just kind of go through it with nothing at all, do it. It's your life. It's your perimenopause. I was going to say enjoy it. Um. <laughs> Do your best. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Good luck. Yes. Yes. Deb, what do you think? I'm really confused, so I'm sure I'll have <laughs> I was hoping we would clear things up tonight, but I think we may have just made everything worse. 
No, we've just laid it all out. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's true. And given Deb more things to muse on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about you know she's gonna message us later and go, remember what you said. Um, <laughs> I'll be like, I have a book about that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you know, I'm sure everybody has read or should read. Dr. Jen Gunter's The Menopause Manifesto. Lots of really good scientific information in there. So I'll put a link of that to you in the notes. So I think at the end of the day, it's important to remember that every woman will go through menopause, but not every woman will need to seek treatment. I guess Mm -hmm. that's the thing. And, you know, symptoms vary and we don't all experience this period in our lives. Oh, period. (laughs) Stage of our lives the same way. So if you're experiencing a difficult symptoms and have tried managing them yourself with no success, please talk to your medical doctor. You know, there, there's so much treatments out there that, and so many excellent resources, right? And we'll oh, provide yeah. some links in the notes. And as we see many times, knowledge is power. So do your own research, mm-hmm. but go to the right websites. And also remember that perimenopause and menopause has become a multi-million dollar business. So we need to tread lightly, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll leave it there. What do you think? Hello? Hello? There you are. Oh, did, did I leave? Yeah. It, it was weird. It was just kind of just went kind of dead. Maybe that's really because that's how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> so stay safe, everybody. And until next time, bye for now. Bye. Bye. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think it's a nice long weekend. Yeah. Before you go, we legally have to tell you that all the opinions and information we share on this podcast is based on our own personal experiences and should never be taken as professional advice. We may sometimes sound like we know what we're talking about, but the Taming Crazy podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So please consult with a qualified professional for any and all health advice. Thanks for listening. Bye.